Hey guys, welcome to the Learning to Lose podcast. Tonight we have a very, very special guest, my friend Drew, that I've known for a while, but recently kind of really started connecting with. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we all met in prime time. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Seven years ago or so? Um, yeah, I feel like I recognize you from prime time. Right on. Yeah, I I didn't really share too much when we were both there right. at the same time. Cool. Yeah, I just went there and I I just kept my mouth shut and I just listened. Right. Which which it was good because I needed to be there just to listen because I I needed to understand what was being talked about, but at the same time I was eliminating possibilities of connections. Mm. So, it's a double-edged sword. Right. So, when were you, how long ago were you going? I started to go there. I guess, how much time do you have? I have eight years of sobriety. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, you started going to prime time when you had like a couple years? When I had about a year. Um, Okay, so try to keep the mic like about a fist away. A little bit closer? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you actually sound pretty good somehow. I don't know. Your voice is like really getting in there. Sounds good. So what was being said? At prime time. Yeah. Well, the thing that was being said was something that was different than what I was being told at other groups. um, That the disease of alcoholism is centered in my mind. And it's it's powered with my will through my mind, and and that was something. It was a hard pill to swallow, Is that and door it, open up there? and it was hard to understand, right? Well, to to really be able to comp- comprehend it, it existing in my own thinking. Yeah, Billy sent me something today that was pretty cool. I sent it to him too. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It was good. I read that. Yeah. We've never had Craig on, have oh, we? You think he would do it? Never even considered asking him. Um, he's like a guru now. <laughs> he always was. Yeah, I think so, his following's, you know, just getting bigger. So, what was the gist of like what he said, or what was oh. the gist of what was being said in that? Oh, it was like, like just positive versus negative thinking, and alcoholics just tend to go for the negative. Yeah, and we have to make an effort to replace it with positive. And I started this morning doing that, like, but it takes work. And then you know, shit doesn't go your way during the day. Woody, yeah, can you sit here? Sure. Grab it. Just pull up a chair. Um. Well, it's on default. We go straight to the negative. Yeah, and right now I could just cuss everyone out, and everyone's a motherfucker, and I got the shit into the stick, and I don't have anything to look forward to either. <laughs> so fuck the world. That's how I feel. I, you know, yesterday I was different. And, you know, I'll talk to him, or even I even talked to Tom quite a bit. I stayed in touch with Tom. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like a few times a week. And uh, since I was really going through it, you know, which has been like several months, I've been coming out of it where I'm not crying every day and just feeling like this deep sadness. 
Um, but I made efforts to connect with people, and he's one of the people. And I just like because he really goes for it and thinks about it. It's not like a joke or kind of half-ass or whatever. It's like life and death, which it is. But sometimes, for me, I'll forget. You know, I'll forget that alcoholism will kill me you have sober or drunk. There's constant distractions. Yeah. So I'll have to get used to that. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, I'm just wondering, like, or I'm just thinking about how if we, if we all went over to, like, India or, like, Bali or, you know, some poor part of Mexico and we, and we told somebody, like, here, come on out. We're going to have you be a part of this podcast. And you're basically going to have Billy's life. They would be so happy. It would be insane. Well, no, they'd have to take on the injuries and the responsibilities and the history. Um, you couldn't just take some. Well, yeah, but like you don't necessarily need to carry that all with you. Right? That's in the past, bro. I feel like... Yeah, yeah, okay. Here, I'm going to argue this with you a little bit because we we come from different places and I was born into a situation that I never got out of. Some people do. Most do not. So you're born. You're predestined. So what's that? What did you not get out of? Poverty. uh, No. I mean, you're, you're okay right now. Compared to who? 99% of the rest of the world. The people that are living in the tents? Well, like like I said. Around LA? Like I said, if somebody could bring you... That's the problem. If I was put in a third world country, I'd be, you know, doing great. Except I still... (laughs) No, like, like, okay, so I grew up in the system, right? So nobody was looking out for me, right? So that's when I I sustain 90% of everything that's fucked up about me. Before I was like 10 years old. Well, before I was 20 for sure. Like the injuries, the fucking meneers, the, all the shit, the fucking teeth knocked out of my head, all that. I don't think that would have happened if I had like some decent parents looking out for me. Yeah, but I don't, that's, those aren't the reasons. Or some money so I could have a car instead of having to drive with some fucking wingnut person or something. Well, those yeah, aren't. You don't think that, but that's because you didn't grow up. Where I grew up, but you I didn't can, have what I had. You had something different, and I can be just as sad as you. That's true. We, you we can be we, just as sad as me. We already know that the reason that we're sad isn't because of any. You just said it. It's ex- a fucking in our head. Yeah, I, it's, I know. But, it's a perception problem. But that's what I'm trying to say is that like you're. It just depends on who you compare yourself to. Me, you, Drew, Woody, whoever. It's it's that that's whether or not we want to be. Well, Woody looks pretty. Are you how you doing, man? Are you okay today? Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Good. He's just as <laughs> fucked up, if not more, than you. Well, you look like a genuine more. smile. Yeah. No, I went for I went for a walk with John earlier, but no, I'm like, I guess just resentful. Resentful. Yeah. About what? People are fucking stupid. Oh. Yeah. Like, in general? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
like people don't do what I would do and it pisses me off. Like in situations I'd be like, okay, I'd keep it real. I would like do this a hundred percent. And then a lot of people just don't live their life that way. And I don't understand it. And it pisses me off. Are you talking about someone we all know who's... Yeah, we all probably know these motherfuckers, yeah, dude, but like... Yeah, but that's not... That sounds like a... Just like a typical alcoholic thing. Like, you're literally describing... What is that part in the book where it's like, if everyone would just do what I wanted them to do, you know? Yeah. Lack or of what I would do. Or, or things that I do all the time. Yeah. If, if only everyone would do what I would do. If only everyone would act the way I would act. 62 through 63 in the big book. Just yeah. read those pages. That's insanity. They're not going to. And, and, and as long as you do the right thing, you're going to succeed in life. Those other people that you're upset with don't have really much to do with your life. We have to allow other people to live the life, live their lives the way they want them to. You know, it's I can't at the expense of of me. Well, they definitely affect that's, you, but that's if their like, choice, though. Uh, to affect me the way they live their life, like like deliberately, like if we all have a part in something, say I fucking went and took a shit on your front porch every single day of your life, and you 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 could choose for that not to affect you. Yeah, I can't do that. You're, you're angry. It, I'm not angry. Yeah, That's you are. Tr- I guess you are. <laughs> That's not anger. That's like just, it's like I don't believe that like if somebody literally like went and like took a shit in your bed every day that it could like not affect people. But the, well, I mean, is this person or people, they're not going that far. They're no. just infringing upon your rights or something. Right? I, yeah. They're definitely not going that far. Okay. I, I honestly I would rather someone I'm kidding, I, I don't even really see how that person is really even directly affecting your life. If anything, they're affecting my life more than yours, and you're upset that they're disrespecting me. Almost almost taking on that burden as if it was yours. It's one of his roommates. Yeah, yeah. I already know who it is. Right. So, (laughs) but the thing is, what about this? What if he's not capable? What if he's mentally not capable of doing what we feel that he should? I mean, I we already learned that a while ago, but he still thinks he's gonna. Yeah, no, no. I understand. You get pissed when people do shit. You get. I get Mm, because he kind of like got better, and then the same shit kind of started popping up again. Yeah, I do the same shit that I always do also. I completely understand the position you're taking, and, and I understand the frustration. Um, it's fresh. But but it's, uh, yeah, and I've been through it a, a million mm. times. It's fresh, fresh. It's like fresh for me, you know? It's, yeah. It's fresh, fresh, Gration. Yeah. It's a fresh, fresh. But, but it's, uh, it, it's an an opportunity to learn from it because whatever they're doing isn't really causing your suffering. It's your own thoughts, the perception of of what is going on that is actually creating the suffering. hundred percent. I agree with that. doesn't really matter what, what the variable, what it is. Michaelis used to tell me that when, when the people online would like, 
come at us, he used to be like, all that really is, is something happening on your phone, right? It's not, I mean, I don't need to bring it into my reality. I mean, every once in a while they pierce through and like kind of like affect something like very, very, to a very, very minor, small degree, but it doesn't really matter. Exactly. I'm like letting it matter way more. No, yeah, I'm probably doing that for sure. But well, I know you. But are. I understand what you're what you're going through. Yeah, and your mind like won't let go. You know, like you can't just like we just have to redirect our thinking. And sometimes for me, that means like, what do I? What can I do in my life for me that will make me feel better? Or how can I put my efforts and energy towards something and that you will... you know what it is that makes you feel better? For me, personally, I learned this even harder than ever, is seek to comfort rather than to be comforted. Anytime I'm trying to like get something for me, it never works out. Yeah. yeah. The only, the only time I like felt any better today was when I, when I ran dinner. Mm. And when I went on a walk with John. But um, running dinner felt better the best that i felt all day yeah well that's cool that you get some relief from your work i mean most people don't get that from their work i don't think i i don't think i think most people don't feel better after they're working or i guess work is all service it's a nice distraction though yeah i guess i guess most jobs are being of service to some degree or or another so you're probably going to feel better yeah that's great you can you can get some sort of uh fulfillment out of work the problem is is we have to be careful thinking that our work is our recovery even though we are helping other alcoholics. That's why when I, when I go to a meeting, I get to just be another alcoholic. When we're here, we don't get to be that. We're like in charge. We're like the examples. We like have to have it all together. And that it's important for alcoholics to be able to admit that they don't have it all together. Do you think that affects your recovery at all? Yeah. Yeah. I could imagine. I, I I've never, I've never filled that role before, but it seems difficult. Yeah. So yeah, it's all about our perception. Um, but um, I'm curious. Like, so so you're a professional skater, or you were? That's incorrect. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never been a professional. But you're like a good skater. Um. Can you do a hard flip? I cannot do a hard flip. Oh. Yeah. Do you even skate? I do skate. Okay, though. Was that a photo of you in Thrasher magazine? Yeah, he just said Yeah, that one. that's in the the current issue of Thrasher. Right now. You're in the current Thrasher. That's pretty cool. It's a dope yeah. picture. He's up like whoosh. So you do, so you do like big stuff, big stairs and shit. I used to. Okay. But uh the the extent of my skating's tapering off. Right. I I've burned my body out. It's not I hear you. It's not working the way it used to. 
Uh, I, I was like wondering if Pat was like completely thinking you were the Jay that was a skater and you were like, bro, I'm, don't skate. <laughs> I didn't know if you were mistaken, but there is, you are. My bad. I'm tripping. The Jay? Well, you were talking about a guy that you knew from primetime that was a pro skater and I, I didn't. I, I thought that you might have been like mistaking him for someone yeah, else. Because you kept being like, no, nah, no. Nah. No, like, this other dude that we knew from primetime was you know who i'm talking about he was, yeah he was around for a little bit he he, he was blonde but whatever that that doesn't matter i'm sure what, what matters is i'm curious what at your height of skating what were you doing and where were you skating and what was that like uh my height i was skating a lot of bigger handrails um I was trying to find the, the biggest ones I could down in San Diego. Oh. And then anything between like 18 stairs to 25 stairs. Gnarly. And just seeking those out and just trying to skate them. Wow, that's pretty hectic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And and I was d- doing that while I was drinking and using. Mm. Which was... I, 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 I wish at the time I wasn't drinking and using because my skating... Definitely would have gone farther, but I didn't really have a choice at that point. I, so, was, I was just living the best life that I knew how to. So you're from California? No, I'm from Ohio. Oh, what part? Akron, Ohio. Oh, where? The motherland. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Have you been to Bill's house? Oh, no. No, I, I got into uh, recovery here in California. So Bill... It, Bill, lived, the guy who started AA, Bill Wilson, is from Akron, Ohio. We should make I that think, journey one day. We could do like a field trip. Um, Bill's, I think, from New York, right? Oh, I'm and tripping. Then, and then Bob lived in Akron. And Bob's he, from Akron, Ohio. Yeah. And that's where AA started. It was It was at his church, right? Dr. Bob's church or whatever. Okay, I'm so glad you're here to correct me. You're right. I, yeah. Bill was a fucking New York stock exchange guy. And then and he was on a business trip. Right. And he was fiending for a drink, trying to maintain, and then he called the church, went to the church. And Abby introduced him to Bob? I, I don't know all the specific details. Well, we do. Well, no, he was like... We should. He I was pacing around his hotel room, and he wanted a drink, so he called... So some he called a place that he thought an, an alcoholic would be, and that they pointed him in Bob's direction, I think, right? And then they met in Akron, and that's when he helped him, and that was considered the first AA meeting or something like that. I suppose so, yeah. yeah. But I definitely probably drove by that church. Yeah. But, Everyone, but, put your phone on airplane mode, just because the sometimes the the the, the cell signal will um, interfere and it will make weird noises in the microphones. <clears throat> so have you seen all that stuff? What do you mean? In Akron? No. No. No, I've been out here in California for the past 15 years, 16 years. And I've been sober for eight. So I, I didn't even know what Alcoholics Anonymous was when I lived there. Mm. Crazy. He said he just went to the men's stag last night, and it was really good. Oh, is it, is it filling up a little bit? No, but it was a good meeting. But you got your Ron. You got Ron, there Craig. Was, there was no, no, none of those people. It, it, was, it was a very small group. Tony Z. 
He wasn't there. Really? Yeah, it was very small, but but it was a good meeting. Oh, great. Yeah. Wow, primetime is like it's, it's like a in a rebirth period. It is. Wow. We Astrid, Astrid, I haven't responded. She asked me to speak, and she said in the little text that they're starting to get an audience again. Saturday night, yeah. Yeah. Saturday night, I was there too, and there was a, a bigger group of people, but that's not the same as the men's stag. So while I have Woody here, I I think it's really important that the people in this house go to good meetings, and I don't think they have been. So I would like for them to try to go to this Monday night meeting. Oh, and also Randy is starting his meeting again. In person. It's in person. It's it's at the Marina Center. He's doing his own meeting at the Marina Center. What night? At 7.30 on... Tuesday, I think, or I don't know. We'll find out the but details. But can we make? Can we get the house out there to to go to those meetings? Or what do you think? Yeah, Monday for sure. I I I don't know, John. What well, meetings do you guys? There's go a to? women's meeting and a men's meeting. They have to. They they, John, just tell. We went to the Monday night meeting, and it's too far. We're all like, don't have money to pay for gas to get all the way out there. And when we went, it wasn't. We like go to better meetings, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's that's because it's get. You're talking about the one by Fatburger, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we we can we can. I'll cover gas. Um, but what? Okay, so you guys are going to some good meetings. Yeah, All right, well, we can get into that later. But I mean, it's hard to find good meetings that are like. Oh, there's, there's, yeah, that aren't too far, you know? And so then, Marina Center is way too far then. Right. I mean, we used to go, though. We had to stop going because it was too far. <laughs> that's, that's it was, like, too late. Nobody wanted to wake up. Are you up. and Johnny ready for Thursday? Yeah. Okay. I wish you were coming, Billy. They're going with you? Yeah. Holy shit. Cole, it's going to be a good little retreat. Yeah, they have this little retreat like among some people here. It's been going for like six years. They go to the Sequoias. Well, it's not this house. It's it's no, our no, other just friends. Like people, it, some it, people that went to primetime back then too. Yeah, it's like, it, it's in the California Hot Springs, which is near the Sequoias. But it's a really cool little place. I haven't been. I really wish they would do it more. I guess there's only going to be like ten people there this time. You can't come. I don't know. Yeah, you can come, and you just meet me at my house, hop in my car, and you'll be (laughs) back on Sunday. It's not that hard. Well, it is because I have the kid in work. Oh, okay. Well, we can talk about that later. We got we got Drew here. Um, so what do you what do you know about what we're doing here? As far as what the recovery center, Graceland. I I don't know much about Graceland. Okay. Yeah. I, I know that it's it's a recovery center. It's a sober living. Sober living, and and from what I understand, you have a lot of younger people here. Um. Yeah. All ages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. You have a great voice. Yeah. It's like I could like listen to it. Yeah. All day, you know. It's like very non-threatening, <laughs> but like somehow loud in the mic. And some somehow authoritative a little bit too. 
but but not intimidating. It's like matter of factly. Yeah, there you go. It's matter good. of fact. I have no control over any of that. <laughs> it's the cadence too, though. It's but not just the tone. It's, it's not like, because the thoughts behind the voice are pretty. Yeah, there's some good shit in there. Let's yeah. hear it. Yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, it just has to naturally come out, I guess. Well, that's your job, Billy. Oh, well, that's I'm that's so off. I don't. That's our job. Right. Well, look, if you're off, then I think that like we could like. Oh, I just want to fucking fuck. Me and, me and Drew and Woody can. Well, me and Drew can help Woody and 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 Billy with their offness right now. Well, tell even me, though, you, you already started. You're like, okay, you yeah, know, like, I mean, even though on it, to be honest with you, bro, like I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm on, you know, I've been really off. I, you know, I, I think last night I was talking to Steve about Steve, my friend, Steve from Hypercrush, Donnie, he just had COVID with his newborn and his wife and him all had COVID. And he's like a really like, nervous kind of anxious guy so when he got COVID he freaked and he was telling me about how like once you have like a mental break and you experience like certain levels of depression and sadness or anxiety or whatever it's almost like you injure your brain like like you would a sprained ankle and it takes time to heal but it's also more susceptible to that injury yeah so like I'm healing you know, the past year has been very traumatic for me. Yeah. And I think I've injured my brain opening this house and all the stuff that that came with. And it's like a very heavy, emotionally draining thing. Yeah, he doesn't know all the history and stuff. Though. It's okay. But, we don't need to get into it. But yeah. like, um, I get it. And, 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 and I know that like, it's not, I mean, look, circumstances and finances can help. But that's not really... Yeah, but that's what my head's telling me. Right, but you, but you were fucking crying even when everything was going good. What do you mean? I when, mean, when like, was everything going good? I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, like you were like okay, and you were like still sad. Oh no, yeah, no, I was like sad for months. It's weird. I'm injured too, maybe because I was crying every single day for months. Yeah. Is mostly family oriented, but it, I brought in the death of my father and being old, and I, you know, I'm gonna, all the shit that alcoholism. It's got to be alcoholism, and I forgot. And that's one thing at prime time they hit home right away. They start with what you're up against. What you're up against is a mind power disease, and all the bullshit is in your mind. You you you'll say it's this or that or where I grew up. I didn't have a dad. I did have a dad. Foster care, you know. Caleb. Caleb, molested, neglected, whatever, it beat is. up, whatever. It's not that. It's not. It's the it's the mind. Well, I mean, it disease. could. It, but it also could be that not our really because there's other people that have the same no, shit that aren't alcoholics and they don't suffer but, and they don't think that way. But what I'm saying is, is that it also a part of it could be that our mind is grabbing onto whatever the thing is. You know? For sure, the and, shame. The and, shame haunts me every day. I have to like fight that. He helped me trash that. I started anyway. You finish all. No, I was just. I was just saying that like, if everything is good, we still have the capacity to be sad. But like, once, but we might be happy if everything's going well. well here's but what then happens. one little thing will happen, and our mind will will attach to it. 
So, so, so sometimes it can be triggered by something circumstantial. I, I don't think that the, the circumstance even, the circumstances don't even really matter. I can still be a victim and suffer from alcoholism regardless of, of what's happening. But I think it might be a little easier if nothing's happening from my experience. But then sometimes I don't shit- think so because let me just say when yeah. I was okay, nothing bad. When I was that- okay, but no, because I was so self-absorbed. I was trying to get laid. I was trying to. <laughs> what does Randy say? It uh, satisfying self becomes my great obsession. Right. Yeah. Once alcohol and drugs are gone, it's pleasing self. It becomes this great obsession. So even if things are good, I'm not satisfied because. I'm trying to get the hottest. Sorry, I'm trying to get the hottest pussy, or I'm trying to get whatever the fuck it is, right? And that's my new obsession, and I'm not happy. So, I'm sorry, everybody. I, I'm a motherfucker and a bastard and a piece of shit. Okay, because I'm just being honest. Why? Because I'm a being honest. What dudes feel like and how they think, but it, a lot of people, like some chick, will hear this and think, "Oh, he's a bastard," or "He's a whatever the fuck." But <laughs> he's talking about wanting to get the finest pussy. Yeah. Look, that's why prime time was so helpful for me because as soon as I sat down and heard what they were saying, I was like, "Oh yeah, like it's just my mind. It's just my mind." That's what he just said. It doesn't matter the circumstances. Yeah. Billy, what were you saying? The uh, I hope uh, my daughter uh, didn't ever listen to this. Obsessed with. Uh, if you're recording a clip, get closer so we can hear. It. Obsessed with satisfying you know self with an unsatisfiable mind. That's right. what we're up against. Right. So it's it's an endless wheel. We're, abs- we're, just, we're we're like a like a rat on a wheel, and we'll just be running forever until we die. We're obsessed with satisfying self with an unsatisfiable mind. Exactly. Yeah. Regardless of what's happening, and and th- there's no solution there. That's right. all just problem. <laughs> yeah. We get tired. We get worn out. No, no wonder we have we snap and break and and attack people verbally and the list goes on and when i was doing that shit i didn't even really know that i was attacking people verbally and stuff like i wasn't aware that i was being the motherfucker i was always like lately my awareness has gotten so much more because like when you say a trash thought comes in, you immediately throw it in the trash. Like I'm identifying mm. the haunting, shameful, regretful past. Throw it away. It's a trash thought. Just boom, boom. Like before it even, you know, like Craig would say, before the ember starts to burn, you just you get rid of it. And mm. you reminded me that by trash thought, it's a lot. It's real easy. I just think of a crinkling paper, and all day long I'll do that. Or there's that thought, and now I can identify them. They're always the same. It's some shame, regretful thing from the past. The past always is a problem. So as soon as I start getting it, I feel these emotions. I'm like, you can go in the trash. I've relived this every day for 35 years. I don't need to do it again today. Let's just get rid of it. It's a lot of work to, to continuously crumple up those thoughts and throw them in the trash. To be, yeah. to be on it consistently, it, it takes discipline. And it's it's not yeah. easy, and there's no way to do it perfectly, but I can get some some stretches of emotional sobriety and really enjoy my experience in life, rather than to be continuously suffering. 
Yeah, and, but they're they're tailor made to grab you. They're like they're yeah. like the, your bait, your specific bait mm-hmm. just comes in, you know. And yeah, it, it takes effort for sure. I can't, I jump to the conclusion that all of my thoughts, all of my thoughts regarding to self, I should not entertain at all because is all they're going to do is cause me harm. All your thoughts, pretty much. Unless it's like a basic instinct, like, like I need to eat and I got to think about food. But if, if I order food and they make it wrong, they, they put cheese on it. I, I didn't ask for, I asked for no cheese. They put cheese on my burger. Just, just crumple it up, throw it away. I don't, I don't need to uh, yeah. be angry about a, a cheese on a cheeseburger. Yeah, or, or, or even... For me, I spent a lot of money at lunch because my wife made reservations at Nobu for at two thirty in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and I spent like a lot of money on lunch, and I didn't even like it. Really? And it was just like just the two of you. Yeah, it was for her birthday, but they didn't have it on her birthday, so mm-hmm. we did it. And then when I right when I got there, I was filming, I was making a vlog, and this really hot waitress was like, can you please take that off your phone? I want to watch you delete it. I have a policy where no one can film me. And I just was like, this is like a three-minute clip of like me walk outside, coming in. I'm not deleting the whole thing for you. You're at the very end of it. And that, so it just started off. But it was like, yeah, I could have just dwelled on that like the whole time I was there. But I just didn't. I just moved on. And, you know, and I just, then I, then I, I called you. And, I, I, and then we got disconnected. I yeah. have a bad signal. I was in Malibu, yeah. yeah. I, and then once I sat, once I went inside and sat down. But I, he, I heard his. He was frustrated at the time too. Oh yeah, because yeah, because his because your fucking perception is just so off. You remind me a lot of Woody. See, and 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 and, and Woody reminds me a lot of me. What do you mean? Why are you disagreeing? Because he thought... Well, I perceived the way his parents came at me. But they didn't really come at him. Was it this morning? The, the, his, the house was dirty and there's Did they come home. at you this morning yeah, too? Bro, that's what I woke up to. It didn't, my day did not start well. Like, yeah. So, like, it was that. And then you called me right after. I did? Yeah. Like, right after Martha texted me. Uh-oh. And then you called me and I was just like... What did I say? Well, when you said Billy reminds you of me, like, like multiple times, like, dude, like, I'm really not that miserable. I never I, said I you know. were. Well, I I took that that uh, way. Uh, the, the, what I was thinking of was that you take things personally and you always think you're in trouble, and you always think that you did something wrong when you didn't. No, I can. I I think that. I can literally see when I do something wrong and I feel overly bad. I feel more bad than what I actually should. Yeah, but yeah, I, 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 I was guilty and, another, and I felt more bad than I needed but, but to. But I don't even, but honestly, a lot of half the time, you, you think you did something wrong and you didn't. And what frustrates me with other people is that all I expect them to do is to have the same self awareness and be like, you know what? I fucked up. And it's like incapable. Mm. and I will literally raise my hand and tell you I was wrong in any case, and I'll have a conversation about it. And people that, like, can't do that, I just don't understand it, and it fucking, and it, and it gets to me. 
Mm. Like, I'll do it. I don't care, you know? I might not even agree. My feelings might not even change, but if I'm wrong, I'll tell you. I mean, I could write you a whole list of things that bother me about people. I mean, welcome to being human. Yeah. You don't like what other people do and how they act? Okay, great. Welcome to life. Yes. You know, I'm sick of people forgetting shit. I'm sick of people dropping the ball around me all the time, you know? But, you know, I pick it up, I hand it to him again, and I, we keep moving. And sometimes I drop the ball. But wait, I, what did I call you about? Caleb. Um, oh, because you texted me? No, because Madison. Because oh. I talked to Madison last night, and the, I, she instead of letting me talk to you, the first thing she did this morning was wake up and tell you everything. Instead of giving me the opportunity to talk to you. She didn't tell me everything. She texted me and said, sorry for telling Pat everything. Yeah, she just was like, you know, I already knew. Yeah. I already knew, like, about what was going on with you guys, you know? Yeah. But there was a whole bunch of other shit I didn't know. Well, last night when you were right there and you were like, why are you mad at Caleb? I said, can we talk later? And I was going to talk to you, but... I talked to Madison and she beat me to the punch and I was frustrated. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot to frustrate us. Well, these are reoccurring issues so that we already were frustrated a year ago and now we're just re-injured, re-injured because it's the same people, same situations. Yeah. I'm, I want to ask you a little uh, something since you're here, though. So this skating thing, he, so you would jump like 20 stairs or something. Or that's what you would try to find. And grind the rail. Yeah, it was, it was mostly skating the rail. Oh, so you hit the rail on the... Okay. Yeah. And so you, you've got to go hard and be committed. There's no like... if You're definitely going to wipe it if you're not committed, right? I mean... So it, it's uh, it's gnarly because you kind of got to be fearless or put it out of your head or something, right? Like, how do you, I mean, when you're going to charge a new something, what is that like? Or what was that like? like um, it was like a, it was a, it's an inner struggle like a, a mental battle to to even get to the point of attempting it. So it, sometimes it could take a, a a margin, a large margin of time, to even attempt one of those things. It's it's really what like what do you a, mean by large margin? Like days, weeks, it, it, hours? Um, maybe yeah, hours. Maybe come back a couple times. And just check it out. Check, yeah, check it out. And it's a, it's a lot of mental preparation, and then, um, and then, yeah, it's a commitment. But it's, it was a, it's a fun mental battle. It's, it's a, certainly an adrenaline rush. But, uh, like and I think I was addicted to adrenaline. Yeah. And that's half of the reason why I was doing it. I liked skating. I, I liked doing the skate tricks. Uh, for like artistically, 
from that perspective, but I was also addicted to the high of of risking, you know, everything. Going big. Going big, yeah. When you landed, how'd it feel? It felt great. But sometimes the, the period where I was even on the rail, uh, it, it was a blackout. Like, I, I wouldn't even be conscious of it happening. Cat-like. It just, it, it was, I don't know. I, I, it's like I wasn't even there. Yeah. Certain occasions, not all of them. Right. Some of them I can remember the moment of being on it, but... Well, it all happened so fast, too. Just, it depends on the, on the situation. But it was a lot of fun. And like a high. It was definitely sure. a high, yeah. And then sometimes I'm sure you wiped it hard. Yeah, of course. And how does that feel? You you get up and you are you feel defeated or you want to go again or are you like I can't believe it, I just did that? It it just depends. It depends. Uh, most of my injuries that I got, like serious injuries, it was from something that wasn't so, something that wasn't so premeditated. Like I, it wasn't like when, when I'm really focused on trying something. And I have a, like a lot of passion to do it. Uh, my focus is all there, and when I would usually get injured, my focus wouldn't be there. Right, one more it would of be spontaneous. Some, it would shit. be like some silly stuff. Right. Huh. But they'd be calculated falls, calculated slams. When you were premeditating. Yeah. Like, uh, and and uh, accepting failure before even moving forward with attempting it. Damn, this fool's doing twenty stairs blacked out. Well, uh, <laughs> that's not crazy. not not blacked out on alcohol, but but the experience was, oh. was a, it was a blacked out experience. Oh. Like if you're in a fight and you're fighting and you don't even remember what's going on, same concept. Well, I, I mean, I was a skater. Yeah, I've done eleven stairs. I've oh. ollied 11 stairs. Oh, cool. I never really did the handrails. I mean, I think I did like one or two. That's kind of not... You have to really get up. You have to be able to like ollie. It's a different level of commitment because you're... You have to be going fast enough to where your ollie reaches the rail. But that's actually not that hard if you're going fast enough because like... Right. You know what I mean? You don't have to be able to ollie high to do that. Yeah, like, but it just takes a lar- like a real gnarly commitment because you could, if you fuck up, you're fucking... You're literally going down those stairs or whatever. Yeah. It's like you could be... You could fucking break your neck. But, but I was into it so much that like my friends and I, we were... We had it dialed down to a science, I guess, or... A math equation, and so we would like go places, talk about doing stuff, and talking talking about what would happen, and then um, pretty much living it without actually doing it. And it was fun to do that. It's it's just like any other things that someone nerds out on. Mm -hmm. I I don't understand. You you would talk about it and not even do it. We would go places and be like, "Here's this thing, and I want to attempt this, and this is what what could happen. This is what I want to happen. This is worst case scenario. This is best case scenario. Stuff like that." Mm -hmm. But that's what nerds do. And then you wouldn't do the stare. Well, we would come back. It would be like we're just you know driving around. We we had finished skating for the day, but we don't want to go home. Oh, so it's like we're tired, but we still want to like participate. Wow. In in that, 
and then maybe just look at stuff to come back for the next weekend. Is there one that you never went for that you kind of wish maybe you had attempted or something like that? Of course. Yeah? Yeah. But I don't, it's funny, at this point in my life, th- those thoughts don't really haunt me. They used to. They would haunt you. How would bother you? Yeah. Well, I'm an alcoholic. Right. My, my uh, selfish needs and wants always haunt me. How often were you filming all that? All the time. Yeah. So you have, do you have a lot of stuff on your socials? I do. Oh, cool. Yeah. Dude, how are we not even following him, bro? I don't know. I, I, I didn't even know he had social media. Will you, will you follow him and tag him? That's crazy. You already posted stuff and didn't tag him, huh? Yeah. Well, let's like, come over here. Um, yeah, we'll 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 drop a a, a quick little. Um, yeah, like imagine how I feel, Woody. Like I do every day. No, no, but you guys, you were gonna go shoot with John, right? And have we did go. No, but you were like. You know, I'm expecting him to be here. John? Caleb. He didn't show up. You All were right. like, you were like, me and John are going to go shoot because if Caleb's going to do the podcast, then we don't need to be there. Yeah. But I don't expect him to show up. Caleb? I, I can't ever expect him to do anything I ask him to do. So even if he right? says he's going to show up, you don't expect it? Um, I mean, I hope, right? But he might not show up. You never know. I mean, he's a fucking wild card. So I can't count on that. I can't count on him to do... He's not here. I got other shit. Yeah, it's not all Caleb, dude. Like, Oh, 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 so so we got... Here, sorry. John just started filming that. Uh, We got Drew on the podcast. And uh, Drew, what's the biggest stare you've ever done? Oh, uh, 24 stairs. Handrail. Yeah, yeah, 24. 50-50 grind. Yeah. Check it out on his page. So tag him. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. How many followers you got? Uh, not many. What is that? But like a, a thousand. Oh, really? And you have like fucking videos of you doing like stairs and shit? Yeah. How'd you get in Thrasher? You, I feel like that shit does really, really well. If you started posting that stuff on TikTok, you could grow. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about it, though. Yeah, because you probably would be more interested in talking about like your mind. and That, that stuff goes hard, too. Well, it could help a lot of people. I use my social media to, uh, to, to post <laughs> skate stuff, but, um, and it's pretty much just skate and, and nature stuff because I like to hike and, and swim. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't do it seriously as like, uh, I just do it for my friends really. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's a lifestyle for some people. It's really, it's really hard to keep it going and to grow and to be able to like reach people. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's a hundred percent my lifestyle. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is a lifestyle. Everyone in this house is here because of it. I kind of feel like a shame. I, I kind of feel like people that don't do it, like look down on people that do. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I don't. I don't look down on people that do that. I mean, I'm sure there's people that do look down. Right. But maybe it's, it, it's just like anything else. Maybe you used to be that person. 
I, I was hesitant to participate in social media for a long time. Yes, because of all those, like... I didn't get an iPhone until 2019. Wow. Wow. I was on a flip phone. Really? Tell so I was, That's a real holdout right there. So I wasn't even on Instagram <laughs> until... 2020 years ago. Yeah. It's 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 whatever you make it. It's a it's a, it's a medium for whatever kind of expression you want to express. That's all it is, you know. Right. And I think that like cool guys for a while saw it as something not cool and like, you know, like indie artist types that were like trying to look like they weren't trying. Does that make sense? Like so many cool artists don't want to be seen as trying too hard. Absolutely. Right? So like social media is the complete opposite of not trying. You know, there's nothing cooler than like Kurt Cobain like accidentally making like the biggest rock song ever cuz he like wasn't even trying. You know what I mean? But the truth is is he tried really fucking hard. And so does anyone who ever becomes successful doing anything. You know? Sorry, that was just my little rant. <laughs> I mean, you have to try. And nowadays, if you're not putting it out there through social media, like you're just diminishing your odds by like so much because you're up against other people who are using that medium. Right. So you sort of like have to, like if you can't beat them, which you definitely can't unless you're fucking, fuck, I don't even know. Um, you might as well just join them. Yeah, but like you just said, joining them is so much work. It's a lifestyle. It's a complete yeah, dive but, but, in. Yeah, but if you're if you're like if if whatever it is you're doing is like dope enough, mm. I feel like you can. Um, you you can kind of figure it out, and and nowadays like there's so many like sub niches that you can like create your own little. You might it might not seem like you have a lot like but you have enough. Dude, I follow this guy on TikTok. He's a religious wacko, and I love it. He's yeah. missing his teeth, but he's, man, he goes hard in this stuff, and it's interesting. Right. You should see this guy. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't think that you're, you're like super chill and cool. I could tell that you're not like a judgy kind of cool guy, you know? Well, that's good. <laughs> I'll take not it. That, not that you're not cool, but that you're not a judgy. No, like yeah. honestly, cool guys like actually aren't cool. Right. They're like mean <laughs> and and elite. They're like a part of this elitist club that like you can't really be a part of. Like the cooler, I think what defines cool is like just being a nice person. Accepting of all. What is that? Accepting of all people. Yeah, inc- inclusive, loving, you know, just like cool, you know, like the big homie that's like cool with all the little homies, you know? Don't be like the big homie that's like exclusive and like fucking over the little homies. Who's an example of that? Is there an example? Um Yeah, um like there was a guy that came on the podcast who like um, was tied to Playboy Cardi, who's like this like oh I remember him elitist rapper who like called me the next day and was yeah, like yeah. you can't post that podcast because we talked about so like, he's part of the yeah cool he, club he's part of like even though he acts like nice you know if you're like Who, Mitch Modes yeah 
Oh, my bad. Sorry, man. Well, he really opened up on the podcast, I, right, which is why it was he, a great podcast. Which is why he told us not to post it. Right. Which is crazy because like these guys, they're very much like aware of like what they're putting out there in the world, and it has to be very specific to like their brand or whatever fucking bullshit for mm. sure. And that's like lame to me. That's I, like I think authenticity is the biggest attraction. Yeah. That's and, my. That's like my whole thing, and it's rare to find these days. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, so the cool people I think are some of these like uh, rappers, um, you know, and um, I mean the, the the biggest art form right now is rap. So like, there's a lot of like indie rappers who are, you know, they're they're, they're 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 portraying a certain image and um i don't know I, I don't really know i've like i always get tripped out like by stylists because like i'm like so what do you do for work and they're like i style i'm like you style bro Are you styling yeah like that whole world is, is very oh, that's much, what that guy did huh? i'm like yeah. styling like i don't I, even like, know what i'm like you're, fuck, I'm like, you're well, fucking with me because they have to <laughs> because <laughs> you know? this is actually this is the, the, that world like supreme like y- y- you have to know what's dope but it can't be popular so yeah. you have to like Come up with your own original shit. So, yeah. Well, no. You have to, like... Well, when you're styling someone, you have to pick out stuff for them to wear that's, like, that's like new and cool that people don't really know about. And you're living in this weird world of, like, mm. exclusion and secrecy and, like, um, you know, uh, limited edition I don't know. It's, it's so but, like there's this like really popular Instagram model that is known for her tattoos, and she had these cool like a scorpion and um, something else on her, and she covered it up with like trendy tribal. And I and I commented, I said covering up what what used to be trendy with what's trendy, and she like commented back. I was like, whoa, and she's like, no, that's not true, and I'm like, wow. Wow, she reads her. She's popular too. I was like, well, she reads her. It is. I was like, it is in, in right now. So, yeah, shred that one. Then I felt like a hater. Yeah, yeah, felt bad. (laughs) But but that's not authentic though. It's like it's like creating a fraudulent character, and then playing the character. Yeah. Yeah. That's I gotta tell you now I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a minute. I feel like the entire world is that. Like right. when I look on these dating sites, I had this girl come over the other day. I I I a hundred percent didn't think she was gonna come over. I'm like, oh, you should come over. She's like, I'm coming. I'm like, you're you're serious? <laughs> she did not look anything like what like filters and skinniers and all these things. She was. I'm sorry. She's just I mean, that's that's like a little bit different. That's just people. No, okay, but, but here's I guess the thing. it is similar. I go through these. Ins- I go through these, right? And 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 the women are in another country. They're in Paris. They're in Bali. They're in this, and they have like, they don't look like humans. Even they look like superhumans that must live in this elite kind of life, and or they're like sugar baby. That whatever they don't. They're not real. Yeah. Welcome to 2022. I don't even know what yeah. I'm looking at anymore. I've gotten to the point like I'm, 
it's I'm starting to be confused. Mm. Like, is anyone real? Or mm. they're trying to get money out of me, right? Mm. They're trying to give me some fake profile or some shit like that. And I'm starting to think, I just gave this girl my number. I'm starting to think, she's not all that, right? She's really not. But maybe that's her approach. That's her way of extortion. Like, it all seems so fake that... On those dating sites, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Saw a lot of stuff on Instagram, yeah. TikTok's a little more real. But But those three things are not it all. Those three things are just three things. When I go through this freaking neighborhood and it's all about the car you drive and your fucking quack quack lips and all that yeah. shit too, it's like, anyway. Yeah, I, w- I just went to Nobu, bro. It was fucking just like, I don't know. That's why I like podcasts though, because you sit with a person for an extended <laughs> period of time and it's really hard for them to... to front some kind of fake character yeah mm, i must be starting to come out like an angry guy on this <laughs> yes. I, did, I did too but but it's real it's yeah it's hey the most real thing nice yeah yeah it's real well we've always been that and like you know me and veronica are fucking real mm-hmm. all the people that follow us like they know they're getting the truth transparency no, even if it's a photo which it very rarely is. Transparency is the policy. And genuine, honest. But it, it's weird too, though, because someone could post something that is real and authentic, but my perception could could see it through a veil of it being not yeah. not what it really is. Yeah. And and so that's that's where I lie. Is everything is about perception. Yeah. And that's and then that leads me back to the, my thought life that I can't trust my thoughts. Yeah. What? What? Can I ask you a question? Sure. What if your perception's not off and it's just about acceptance? It's not off. Yeah, acceptance. Like, what if your perception is actually right and it's more so about acceptance over perception? Right. Well, mm. I have to accept. Every everybody and everything for what they truly are. Yeah. And what they truly are is a fake presentation. That's truly what they are because that's what they exactly. But if I don't accept someone, then then I have a problem. Yeah. Because because it's not they're not the problem. It's my thought, my perception of what I think they are is the problem. And and I live in a world that's that's all it is. I see problems all around me when I'm untreated, and that's why I tell Billy I just have to throw out the, my thoughts, because that's that's the lens I see through. And then like literally redirect your thinking to something good. Yeah, that makes you feel good. How do you do that? Like you. So I have to. Is is what I'm attempting to do at at this point in my sobriety is discard all, all negative thoughts, all thoughts r- relating back to self or ego, some sort of segregated state that that person or that place is different from me. And it's, it's a level of judgment thinking. Is, and I have, to, I have to clear the slate in order to allow God to come in. And I think God thoughts, like, like what you, the, the thing you shared earlier, 
is I have to, it's the same concept. I have to discard all negative thoughts and allow room for God to come in. So that's like the exact same thing as cognitive behavioral therapy without God. Well, like with God, I mean. Okay. Cognitive behavioral therapy is that exact model of thought process, but they don't use a higher power. Yeah, I I need a higher power in my life. Yeah. Because they say that we're incapable of having a positive thought without a higher power. That's what I learned. Right. And they talk about this in Sermon on the Mount. The in the Beatitudes, poor in spirit, to empty myself completely of of self-will of all Mm. all my possessions as they describe it and possessions not meaning my car my home but my my thought life possessions so what if you want to be successful i can still be successful i just don't have to be attached to everything okay uh john did you get drew's number can you speak here at the meeting at, at our meeting on wednesday sure yeah, for the, to the for the house. Sure, I heard this really cool. He, this podcast. is great. This is great. Hold on, I actually just experienced like what I used to love this podcast for, and what I used to love primetime for. I just had like an aha moment where I remembered really? that like everything's okay when he was describing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love that. <laughs> I got that? I got another question though. It's like if you're not attached to the results of the work that you put in and what keeps you driven to be successful? Uh, I don't, I don't know that I'm actually just even trying to be successful. I am. I am too. I know, but hold on. I have an answer. I mean, because I fuck with what he's talking about. well, Well, success in being free and enjoying my life, but I can't let other things. I can't let skateboarding govern my life, whether like a trick, if I don't do it today, decides my happiness. But is that like your career? It's not my career. Yeah, but what if it like replaced skateboarding with like what you actually like make money from, and that's what you want to be successful? Well, you're in. pretty driven at work. For yeah, sure. I'm, I'm very yeah. driven. Yeah. What do you do? But but I love to do it. I I manage a warehouse for a skateboard distribution, so I'm in the industry and I work <laughs> behind the scenes. But I also skate too, and and that's how that industry works. Yeah. So I think to answer your question is we have to find the joy in what we're doing. If we're doing it to be successful, I don't think it will lead to joy. But if we find the joy in the doing, I think we'll actually become more successful and enjoy the process. I agree. So that's the the epiphany that I've had in combination with the thought life thing you were just describing. I, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. I do enjoy what I do. But, like, I also enjoy, like, growth. You know what I growth mean? And maybe what, I'm what just looking, what just, mean? like, learning and, like, trying new things and learning new things and, like, not st- sticking to one thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess uh, great because that's going to happen inevitably. Yeah. The only thing constant in life is change. So yeah. great, but like uh, also like you need spiritual growth too. That's what I'm after. Yeah, that's that's the focal point of my interest um, is is to grow spiritually, and I, and it 
it's been a long time leading up to that. I had I always had other things that were the forefront of of my life. Like skateboarding governed my life for a long time, and I finally reached a point where I, I'm letting it go. And this is more important to me. Coming on this podcast and talking about the thought life connection that we all share is is if I could help one person. I'd be very, very happy about that because, You're helping be, me right because now. Because those guys at prime time, mm-hmm. I went there and I sat there and I listened and they helped me and they helped lead me to the point I'm at today. And that's a hell of a lot more freedom from self than I was living previously. Yeah, I mean you're helping me too. And um I'm 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 like really grateful because I care a lot about Woody and I know I knew he was like in it and I and my hope was for us all to like you know yeah work the program and get treated which is what we're doing alcoholics together talking about this stuff hopefully we'll treat our minds right and that's what we're doing yeah so i'm i'm grateful double edge sword because it's like me and then also like my friends are getting it and um and, and then and then the coolest part is that there's a lot of people that are going to hear this who are in recovery because of all the insane time and work and blood and sweat and tears that I've put into building my social media to help as many people as possible. They're going to hear it too. So you'll definitely be helping. And that's why I'm here. Yeah. A lot of people. That is why you're here. And you know what? It is the pinnacle. It's I, you know, it's success and, Go ahead. But that is, but, but I just like, this is what, like knowing that like hundreds of people or even thousands of people might feel a little better after hearing this, like it doesn't really like treat me the same way being in person does. Yeah. Like right here, right now. Yeah, like this is what helps me. And knowing that I'm helping other people through social media doesn't really do a whole lot for me. It actually almost like hurts me in some way. It's like hard to explain because I feel like, oh, I'm helping people like that, but it's just not the same. I think the thing about this podcast is it's a good stepping stone for people that might be new to recovery or, or maybe thinking about that they need recovery. Yeah. And that's what I did. I remember while I was still drinking and using, I would listen to other people um, talk about their sobriety, people I looked up to and, and their struggles with sobriety. And I remember being like buzzed, but watching that mm. and, and being like getting feeling emotional, knowing that I have a problem, like, but not knowing what to do about it. Where would you hear this on YouTube? Like, well, oh, like, um, like uh what's his name uh bam's friend shane no uh, <laughs> i mean come on uh what what's his name what brent that what the guy that tried to charge five thousand yeah, like, dollars like come speak Bra- here. like Bra- brandon novak <laughs> you know brandon novak i've i've heard the name or like steve-o or like okay i don't know who who were you who would you listen to on youtube I listened to Joe Walsh. Oh, Ep- fire. Epic rock star. Bro, I'm trying to hear that. Yeah. 
He is He's, the coolest human being alive. Yeah. Really? He might be. He literally might be the coolest human being alive. Hmm. Not just because of the music he's made and what he's been a part of, mm-hmm. but just how he like talks and like carries himself. Bro, the lyrics to um the lyrics to Life's Been Good to Me so far it are so fucking dope. I literally want to play him right now. Can you without he's like, in trouble? He, he, let me see the phone. Pull up the lyrics to, to Joe Walsh, Life's Been Good to Me. He goes, um, I got a Maserati, but I can't drive. Oh, I know this. Song. Um, yeah, yeah. Gold records on the wall. Um, do you know the lyrics? Uh, not off the top of my head. You can't put me on the spot like that. Um, <laughs> I my, hate that too. Bro, it's so good. And I, I, don't, I almost don't want to like play it because... Um, it, it will get like. Oh, it'll probably get taken I down. Have a, I have a mansion. I forgot the price. Ain't never been there. They tell me it's nice. All right. <laughs> he's like a fucking the guitar Doesn't mean player. Because he's the guitar player of the Eagles. Yeah. And, he, and before that, he was already. I live in hotels, tear out the walls. I have accountants pay for it all. So he's saying he has this mansion, but he never sees it because he's in hotels fucking shit up. They say I'm crazy, but I have a good time. Yeah. Um, I have a good time. But yeah, I would watch, I would listen to him, and it it did a lot for me. It helped push me towards getting sober. He was on YouTube talking about sobriety or just life? It uh, it was sobriety based. But also, like. It's been a long time since I watched it. I'm sure life too, like all the shit he's been through. And yeah. he, he, his music career is divided into two parts before and after he got sober. My Maserati goes 185. I lost my license. Now I don't drive. I'm just wondering, that was a while ago. Hold and on, hold he wasn't on. real concerned with anonymity or any of that stuff. Or? I don't think it was, I don't think he mentioned Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. He People just, talk about sobriety, but they don't identify as an alcoholic right. or Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. And I think that's okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, the coolest people just talk about their journey and they they don't they, you don't need to mention AA. You just say people just know. I mean his his story says it all. He said what he got drunk once for 20 years or something. Right, right, that's right, a, right. a common yeah. line. But it was the first time I heard it, and I could really relate. You know what really gets my oh, goat, I, though? Is these people that crack. had so much fun. Like, I knew nah. on day two that I was a drug addict. Oh. I knew it. Like, I was 14, and I'm like, oh, I'm a fucking drug addict. No, no, no. What did you, you say? They had so much fun? Yeah. No. Well, in AA, you hear these people, oh, okay. I had so much fun for 20 years, and Look then it, I got sober. You see this image? Yeah. This guy, cool guy, right? Getting loaded, doing coke, having fun. He's probably so miserable right here. He probably didn't even want to shoot the photo. No, he's fucking... He doesn't look happy. No, he doesn't. And that's the thing that people don't understand. Like I've experienced it sober, actually. It's this heaviness of touring and pressure. and. Well, I don't mean just rock stars. I mean, there's other people in AA, and they, they'll say that. Oh, you're saying you never had fun getting loaded? 
I would say there was moments, but I didn't. No, I was. I was. I had a lot. I was. Of I was fun. escaping a life that mm-hmm. was fucked up. Yeah. That was, you know. It was a variety for me. I had a lot of good times. Yeah. But I drank a lot by myself. I, I was, had fun too. Okay, fine. I had some fun too. Yeah, you, you need to <laughs> let go of this whole victim. I know I do. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I know. I know. Let go and, of that and, shit. and sometimes when you're untreated, you, you, you wear it like a badge. And it comes and goes. But that, but hold on. That's why I was trying to. Exp- Me and Johnny, we both have we have the, our badge. But that's why I was trying to explain to you that if we went to India, and we picked some people off the street, and we we're like, "Listen, you're gonna like have Billy's life for a week." Like, they would be so ecstatic, so happy. And you, I think that we can tap into that every once in a while if we just think about yeah no that perspective i I think it helps sometimes i mean look at me look at my my i make a living i'll make a lot of money but my job is chill i don't think i work as hard as anybody bro that van you have like a big ass van that carries your plants that was like a dream don't you have your own business too yeah that was you're your own boss yeah that, that 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 was another dream yeah, exactly. Uh, I've watched you achieve dreams, and you've watched me it's, achieve dreams. Yeah. I and, remember back when we were doing the logo, you were just starting Ridge, just not even starting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually remember Hypercrush kind of piddling out, and that's when you had to make start something new. This guy was there for all of it. And I, I remember the two of us sitting down talking about these new companies we wanted to start. Yeah, and how much inspiration. I was inspired. I was had fire. I don't have that anymore. Yeah, we both were. But it was also combined with the primetime thing, which yeah. was like which was like, you know what? We don't oh, man. we don't need anything except for peace of mind and like well, still true. we're okay regardless. Let's just try to enjoy Plus, we had this, Monday nights to look forward to. I used to look forward to Monday nights. I was like stoked to mm-hmm. go there. Well, we're going to get that going again. How? We're just going to go on Monday. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to, we're going to meet up. Well, we're, we're going to, we used to meet. We used I to suppose meet. if like four or five of us just showed no, up and you, started sharing. You're going? Oh, he for sure. Goes. Yeah. Well, let's meet at Sensai yeah. before the meeting. I'll, I'll meet you. I'll um, be there. Yeah, so I'll meet you at Sensai next Monday. The meeting starts at what time? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. So we, I would, co- I would go to Sensai as early as like six thirty even, and we would look at read the book a little bit before the meeting, and then we would go over to the meeting, and then after the meeting we would go see a movie, on Monday nights. It's a lot, and that was great. It was an event. <laughs> they don't have like meetings coming out as regularly now. Nope is pretty good. You should check it out. Oh, you mean movies? Yeah. You said meetings. Oh, I meant to say movies. Yeah, no, they do. There are movies in the theater every single week. Good ones? There's at least one good one, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's, it, is, it is changing and dying. Nope's good. Oh, really? Yeah, it's hey, so good. Let me, ask, oh. let me ask you this. So should I, before it's too late, should I speak or not? What do you think? Cause yeah. Because you know my history with... Astrid. Yeah, I think you should, and you should just like. It kind of shocked me that she would even consider me because I thought you, she thought I was, you know. Do you want to know what I would do? What? I would say that I would I would talk about the truth. I would say, listen, 
AA can be a really squirrely place. The, the woman who asked me to speak here basically tried to wreck my life. <laughs> and now, <laughs> she'd and be now, like, she had some thoughts she should have thrown in the and trash. Now she, and now, she, <laughs> and now, like, I've forgiven her, and hopefully she's forgiven me, and she asked me to speak at this meeting. And it's like, there are no big deals. You know, we, we go through relationships, breaking up, fighting. We're alcoholics. You know, we're not perfect. And But what's important is that we forgive each other and that we move past. I, you could even talk about how you were afraid of that meeting because you felt like you were an outcast and there was rumors that were being spread about you. Clear the slate. You might, you don't, maybe you don't need to say that part about the woman who asked me to speak, tried to wreck my life. I think if I do, I'm just, I'm not going to do all that. I'm just going to try to carry a message, carry the message and but, just forget it. I hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? If I'm inspired, yeah. but sh- so I should say yes, then I should probably just, Oh yeah. You have to speak. If you say yes, you win. I think. I, well, it's not about winning. The, I know, but that's the way I look at life. Yeah, you got to stop that. I don't think we should be looking at life through the lens of winning and losing. Do yeah. You? I no, it's probably not a yeah. good way to live. No, it's just it's just that that will be that will make you feel better. And yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Like it will make you feel like you you, you it, it will it will be a small victory. I think for you. Well, my therapist says. Part of the reason I'm so down is we had prime time. I was respected in prime time. People mm. admired me. They respected me. So I had like this social standing. Plus I had friends there mm-hmm. in like a group. And we had the podcast for a while, which for me was really... We're like literally doing the podcast. Big deal. And he's talking about it as if it's like in the past I thought it died. Dead. I actually really thought it died because it did. But this did. is like the second... It went into this hibernation. This isn't just the first week. This is the second week in a row we've done it. And we have like John, like he's going to be pumping out clips and we're like getting it going again. And like we can have Drew on again. You know, like we can have Sam on again. Woody can jump in. Like we can do this, you know? And this can sort of be, and I also am going to meet Drew on Monday. And you should come. And I'll tell, um, you know, Chris, get your fucking ass down to the meeting. Okay. um, Because he used to be like a regular. It was really nice seeing him once in a while. We loved hearing you, Billy. You help people. You helped me. And now you're now you're giving back. There's that smile. <laughs> so yeah, we're look. I think a lot of people are depressed because COVID killed a lot of things, and we're getting them going again. We're we're, we're starting to get. Hopefully, we're starting to build what we lost. Yeah, I don't think it's just us. I think a lot of people are have changed their entire life. Everyone's having a hard time. Yeah. Like right now. Right now, yeah. Yeah, because right now is like when we're supposed to be getting back on track or getting going again, and it's like, it's different. A lot of people are just confused. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of uh, division between people on, on what, what, how they think that the world should be handled, and it's just chaotic. It's, it's very chaotic. Oh, what do you mean? Mm. Oh, like oh, here's another the, thing he goes pretty deep on. Abortion. I'm going to take a leak. I, no, we we don't want to talk about that because that's just that doesn't. 
I don't, you, you mean like just the de- the polarization? There, the there's de- a, a, a defined polarization, and it, it's hurting people. It's dividing people. Yeah, we need to find the middle, as Joe Rogan would say. Yeah. Do- I mean, he, he's Dr. Consi- Joe Rogan. I mean, he's considered like... You know, I think people on the right or however you would want to describe those people as, I think they would consider him as like on the other side and on the left. But the truth is, is he's actually trying to bring everyone into the middle, you know, because he actually is more of a left kind of person. Yeah, he calls himself middle left. Yeah. Here's here's the wild thing, though, is there, there was always people with their own views. There was always a right. And always the left. But now it's like but, you're... But why now is it so divided? Well, not only is it so divided, but it's like you're almost a... You're a bad person. This is why. This is why. Because... And I honestly feel like... I don't really know, but if if the powers that be were to have played this like a game of chess, they pick the perfect thing to do it in a in a way that's like unforgivable it's almost like because covid is life and death so if you're not on the right side you're like an actual bad person because you're okay with people dying so they they pick this like really divisive weapon to like split us well and there's a lot of different weapons so it's it's confusing and the abortion thing too yeah, yeah it's confusing but um these are divisive like um effective like more moral like they're, they 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 they're like eroding at like the the character of people's like and and that's a poison to today's culture i find out like news from memes right <laughs> i swear to god i saw like missouri you're not allowed to get a divorce if you're pregnant now mm. and they're kind of comical or funny too. i'm like whoa but wait what were you saying sorry no well, you're good i i do too but but Cultures just t- today's culture it's, it's poisoned with all these these identities like like you need to fit into a box. People think that they need to be either right or the left. You know, mm. they need to be uh, blue lives matter or black lives matter. What people? People in general. They, well, they feel like they need to be encapsulated. There's like six people, and it, it creates so much division. There's like twenty people in this house, and I don't think. They feel that way. Well, then this is we've a developed special... we've developed no, no, our no. own culture here. No, 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 no. You're talking about people as if you know, and to... we all do that too. But the truth is that the loudest voices are the sickest ones, and and, and these loud people that are angry and like they we think that they define the human race, right? And we're all talking about it. But really, we all feel kind of the same, I feel like. I think Most so, too. Us, you see, that's the hope in humanity that I have, right? Because, and I'm also experiencing it firsthand. Like, there's a lot of really loud, sick people that, like, judge me and say a lot of stuff. And if the people that read those comments believe those comments, then they're, like, falling into that. And that leads us back to the thought life. Our thoughts are... They, they govern our lives. But I think the truth is that most people are generally reasonable and they're not like, 
you know, the, 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 some people might be a little bit more scared than others, you know. But like, what is, they, but like, what is culture, though? What is culture fooled. in 2022? I don't really think we have like a full-on culture. I think that there's like five big factors at play that set the tone for what culture is. That's a good point. That's like social media, Apple, because they control it. Um, and then just like the advancement of technology. That's the only constant thing that we really have. I sort of feel like they're putting us in chaos. And like you're saying, there's this group, that group, and that group. But it also, at any time, subjectively, I can be male, female, bi, pan, whatever all the things are. Like there's no, that's I think, a, I feel that's like That's a part of our culture. I think they're throwing. Tr- yeah, the trans, like blue chaos. hair, like um, identify, like, um, sensitive, like that's a part of culture. What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? I don't understand. What is culture? Like culture, like culture, like those are two separate cultures. There's people that believe in it and then there's people that don't, but like as a, as a, there's like, always, as, but unity, like as a whole, like technology is the only thing we can all agree on and yeah. the advancement of it. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's a part, that's cool. That's a part of culture. Cause if we were to like agree on a culture, like, as like a body of one that's the only thing i feel that we can all agree on is that techno technology is advancing hmm. yeah so that's the culture yeah, yeah. i think technology is it's controlling yeah it's controlling where humanity is headed 100 percent. That, yeah. that's my only point yeah, yeah. thank you yeah uh, sorry. which is scary <laughs> well that's Said that you'd uh, pull through. By the way, I just got out of jail for 30 years, and it turns out, you know, I was in jail for weed. Yeah, I got out. Guess what I did? I went to a weed shop. <laughs> Who would have thunk it, right? Yeah, that sucks. Uh, 30 years, wow. Anyways, I'm not gonna really think about it. It's gonna make me depressed. So I'm just gonna come by the house, okay? So I'm hoping you're there, and if you're not, I guess we'll just figure that part out. <laughs> See you, brother. Sorry. What was yeah, that? He's acting like someone coming to the house. Yeah. Well, my uncle just got out of jail and he kind of just, you know, so many people want to, you know, help. And they're, I don't know, not really helpable. But what were you saying before I so rudely interrupted you? No, you said it. You, yeah, yeah. He like said it. You knew what I was thinking, but you said it better. What was it? Because you had that good voice. <laughs> Uh, it's technology is, is leading our culture. Yes, yes. Technology ha- leads our culture. It has been for a long time. Yeah. Probably, yeah. But, like, that's not culture. People wouldn't be woke about all of these subcultures if it wasn't technology leading the way. That's, oh, yeah, we wouldn't even know. They yeah. wouldn't fucking know. Like, like, now we just have more information available. Yeah, but then they also like that's they, all technology is but doing based off like algorithms and like who sees what and like who yeah. who controls what gets put out. Like that's how these people are able to like form subcultures these days. It's like you know Gen X or Z. I don't even know who they are, but they 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 see you, you are part of it. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm I'm a contrarian. So am I. Yeah. We're all a part of culture, and we're putting our ideas out there on a platform, which is 
available to us because of technology. But are they our ideas, or do are are we so blind that we're being um, we think that they're ideas, but our opinion is based off what they show us? Does that make sense? Like hard, we we have a feed, we have a say. feed, and technology chooses what it's going to show us. The algorithm chooses what we see based off what it thinks we'll like, but like. Are our opinions being formed strictly off what they choose to show us, or are we looking at the information and forming our own opinions? I would say us in AA have a better chance of forming it because we we have to reject our thoughts constantly and have an awareness. People have social lives, and they get their opinions through movies, TV, their friends. We get it through AA. Other people get it maybe through church or their baseball or their sports. Or it's it's uh, nothing's really changed. We just have more information available to us, which I think is in a lot of ways a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's good nor bad, but I think that if I'm on TikTok or Instagram and TikTok or Instagram chooses what it's going to show me based off what it thinks I'm going to like. I think it's naturally going to bias my opinion. So then get off. I, I don't get. I don't really learn anything from TikTok or Instagram. I'm just using it to like share my opinions. Yeah, but I think a lot of people do get in their information that way, and they. I would there's say a lot it definitely of people. influences young women. For sure. For uh, sure, I like uh, kind of afraid of what my daughter's stepping into. Yeah. But it's other people. Like we 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 we're talking about it as if it's like a thing that's. Because d- it could turn into AI. Okay. Yeah. Joe talks about that all the time, but it's not. It hasn't yet. It's just other human beings. You guys are starting to depress me again. <laughs> really. <laughs> I don't like the look. I don't like it. I feel it. I feel so get off to. it. So stop watching it. I don't well, watch it. I don't look at. I don't. I don't spend any time scrolling. It seems overwhelming at times. It's it's overwhelming. There's too much information. There's too much going on. Yeah. And and I think it's natural that we we take breaks from it. We have to get away from it. And yeah. I th- but I think when you're in it for so long, it becomes normal. Like imagine being born into this world, and and constantly being on social media or having a tv or an ipad going that's normal well i see it in my daughter her on her games and her characters are as much life as her normal outside the screen life i'm she doesn't know any different i'm just looking at it from the fact that like during the beginning of the pandemic there were all these things that were very controversial happening and no one was really out socializing and this like whole woke movement started kind of on the internet because that's the only way people had to interact with each other so they chose a side based off what looked cool or what spoke to them online yeah and, and like now when you're that. woke now when you're woke you follow just what other woke people do yes. rather than like form your own opinion and she's also indoctrinated into that but she has her best friend has two moms it's a two mom household yeah no dads so she's and it's her very best friend since she's known since she was very little so it's a weird world but what what, what, but, what you were saying something was ah, i forgot it okay I 
There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's overwhelming. I like to. I like to get away from it. I like to go camping or hiking, and even just spending a day with my phone off, being away from people, because I like to to go on trails that aren't highly trafficked, and just to get away from from all outside influences, and then just be with myself and with a power and and just let go and just and it's like a reset and when i come back i feel different i think there an entire day i think there's a lot of people that do that yeah it's common and we can choose to do it too yeah well i'm looking forward to getting up early so i can run on the trail but that's only like an hour i like to spend like a full day sunrise to sunset whoa just out there water pump bag full of food Oh, you didn't bring a pump. Yeah. So you don't have to carry a... But you don't it, want anybody coming with you? No, or like like one or two friends, like people that I'm close to. But I've done it solo. I've done the overnight backpacking solo. They might have get in the way. They might annoy you. Bro, I'm excited. I would love to do that. I've been, try- <laughs> I've been wanting to do like a 24-hour no food, no water, no phone, just out in the fucking outside like in a in a hill on a hill or something my friend does it it's good yeah it's it's a good experience i've done two overnight backpacking trips by myself solo both times i had it was very difficult for different reasons and there was a lot of growth there yeah and if i do it again i imagine i'll probably have some sort of new um obstacle that I'll, i'll learn from Physically difficult or like emotionally difficult? Both. Because when, when something is physically difficult, it's, it's your emotions get, you know, get tied into that. What was difficult about it? So the, the first time I did it, I showed up, I set up my camp, um, set up the tent, and a bear came down the hill. And I was like, oh, this, this sucks. And is what ended up happening was I had to keep scaring the bear away all night long. So I didn't sleep. Mm. I would lay down in the tent and 40 minutes later, I would hear it walking back down. I'd hear it stepping on the leaves. So I'm, I'm in two miles away from my car by myself with a bear that keeps returning. Damn. So I, I, that was... I didn't know how to handle that situation. I could have gone back, but that's not why I did it. I I went there for growth. Yeah, but he would have had to pack up all his shit out there with the bear. In the middle of the night. That's not why I went. I didn't go to to return back and and bail out. I went to ride it out, regardless of what was going to happen. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) it was a good experience. I didn't get much sleep. How would you scare the bear? I would throw rocks at it. Oh. <laughs> throw rocks at it and yell at it. Where? It was in Sierra Madre. Wait, you were just yelling at a bear in the woods? Yeah, by myself. I would have been so scared, bro. Yeah, that's so scary. Like, how were you yelling? And were you then, terrified? Do a yell. Do a bear yell. No, yet? I'm not okay. going to do a bear yell. Yeah. You were, you were I mean, s- did you get the goose pimples and stuff? So... Uh, in the beginning, it was it was scary. By the end of the night, I was just frustrated with it, and mm. I, I wasn't as scared as I was earlier. I would have climbed a tree. Well, here here's a funny thing. 
the day before I went on the hike, I went on uh, Craigslist and I bought one of those backpacking backpacks off someone. And I bought it from a stranger. I didn't know who it was. And it had all these crazy pockets and whatnot. So I pulled stuff out. There was like candy wrappers in there when I first got the bag. And then um, it smelled. It had an odor to it. It wasn't because they used it. And then um, that night while I'm in my tent, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I got this bag with me. It's a strange bag. I looked at it, but not very closely. And I did find like food wrappers in there and it smells funny. Maybe I shouldn't have this bag next to me in the tent. And so I, I climbed a tree and I put it up and I emptied out all my stuff and I put it up in the tree. And one of those times I heard something, I woke up and the bear's up on the tree pulling the bag down. So it's the bag. They have good smell. They have good smell. There was something going on with that bag, maybe some kind of food odor so attached to it. Bag? It got my bag, yeah. And it, it was just all dirty. It was down on the ground, but it was okay. Oh, I see. You kept it, it just sn- sniffed it out, I guess. Good story. (laughs) But I learned a lot. (laughs) What did you learn? I learned that bears aren't, they're not going to eat me. A black bear is not actually coming after me. It's coming after scraps. Don't put strange, don't carry strange things on you like that. Maybe check over my, my bag before I pack it a little bit more closely. Bring a gun. One thing I did learn is if there is a bear take a bunch of rocks and just pile them next to the tent. So that way I don't actually have to get out of the tent and try to retrieve the rocks to throw them. I just have them ready. Hmm. I can just lean out the tent and just huck it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have went home, (laughs) but yeah, it was good though. I would have been so scared. Yeah. I mean, bears do kill people every year. They do. Yeah. But, uh, I was willing to roll those dice. I bet you out of like a thousand encounters, like one person gets killed. I think it depends where you live. Like some bear, yeah. some, some places, the black bears are pretty rough. Right. Yeah. Where's Sierra Madre? It's up past Pasadena on the 210. Huh. Angeles Forest. Okay. It's a local place, but yeah. I, I was familiar with that area because I did a lot of day trips. It was good. Yeah, we should go hiking. We should maybe all do like an overnight. That'd be kind of fun. I, yeah. I would really like that. Yeah. There's also up by Sespe Wilderness out there. Once you get in kind of far, it gets pretty cool. There's some. There's a river to swim in and stuff. Yeah, I've been out there before. I've I've backpacked along Sespe Creek. Yeah, me too. And, and uh, camped out at a spot with a buddy. That's like the best shit in the world. Yeah. Camping is the is the best thing I've ever done. And there's some hot springs. What was it? Like Clearwater Hot Springs I heard were really nice. Or one of the hot springs. Yeah. That would be that would be something special, yeah. But uh, you do got to be real careful about bugs, man. You can get in some area where the bugs just eat you alive it's just hell right yeah do you take uh the the people from the recovery on hikes 
Sometimes. We went like two weeks ago. That's cool. But not like anything like that. Just like around... Agora. And yeah. Yeah. But still, is not is it a lot of people from out of state? Yeah. Yeah, so they probably are loving it. I mean, this this place is beautiful. Yeah. Especially 100%. these mountains here. Yeah. It's mostly people out of state, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I heard this girl on Joe Rogan... And she went through all the recovery and stuff, and she says the reason there's all these tent cities and these homeless people is because California is such a hub for sober living and rehabs. All these people from all over the country fly here, go to rehab, and of course they don't stay, or sober living wherever they go. They leave, and they end up on the streets here. They relapse, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not like the whole population. No, but uh, but I thought about it. I'm like, there's probably a good good amount of people that are stranded in Los Angeles from other places for that reason. That's so crazy. Everyone (laughs) just comes out here to chase a dream and then they end up just on the streets or doing OnlyFans, you know? (laughs) Is this like where most recovery homes are? I know they're all over the country, but it seems like there's so many in LA. LA is the spot. I don't know. I mean, I know there's a lot out here. But that was fun. Thanks for coming on. Sure. It's really cool. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for driving out here. He's drove kind of far, so. It's cool. Yeah. We're cool. We'll do it again sometime. <laughs>